All right. So let me just try and wrap my head around this because it's going to take a bit of a second for me to get in. Pillow fighting has officially become a combat sport and not just any, but a professional combat sport with like its own championship and shit. Like, I don't know if it's just me that sees problems in this, but if that's the case and it is actually considered to be some sort of a professional combat sport, that means that the precursor to foreplay now can actually be considered domestic violence in a sense. And I don't know how you want to look at it, but I see this as a massive problem. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I know it it almost makes it sound like I'm being a buzzkill here and I'm sorry for doing that. But I just figured I should start with that just so that people can kind of understand how much of a problem this could be. Because when you think about it, pillow fighting has been good as like just a casual thing that two people that were very close with each other would do, you know siblings but more so people in relationships they'd go they'd grab pillows they'd hit each other you know they'd toss them at each other especially if they were fighting be it friendly be it serious and normally or at least a lot of times you'd find that that shit would actually build up to some sort of a sex scene that happens afterwards because you know you pillow fight then you know you grab each other then some foreplay happens and clothes start coming off blah 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 you all know how that usually like kind of just builds up and one thing leads to another and it's fun it's amazing. It's a great thing to happen. But now you're telling me that it's considered as a combat sport. Like, contact, fine. Combat, no. Like, this is a problem. Because now imagine someone is in court, you know, and is busy charging the other person with, like, uh, you know, domestic violence and shit. And then they're being told, you know, please narrate the ordeal. And someone's like, so, so we grabbed a pillow and, and... And he knocked me out with it and I fell down and I hit my head. And that time the prosecution is like, your honor, you can clearly see that this is a damaged person who's been wrecked by physical and mental abuse that's been dealt by the hands of the oppressor on this other side. And that time the lawyer on the other side is busy looking at them and is like, um, excuse me, uh, if I may ask, when... When you guys usually do have a pillow fight, because it's been said that you guys have had pillow fights lots of times, true? Yes. Um, can you say that most times it's led to some form of lovemaking? Yes. And you said that you usually like it when you guys do that because it leads to makeup sex, right? Yes. So can you actually say that he did not expect that to be makeup sex afterwards? objection your honor this one is leading the witness and and that time you're like no 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 i'm only asking questions and i have one more question for your client please explain to the court why you are saying that this toxic behavior should be placed on my client's shoulders yet you were the one that began the pillow fight claiming that it was something that was supposed to lead into some form of lovemaking but but, 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 but he hit me. Um, no further questions, Your Honor. Oh, shit. Like, now that I think about it, I think I might actually make for, like, a pretty interesting, like, law series writer or some shit. Anyways, that aside, that aside, I barely know jack shit about law or domestic violence. At least what I do know about is this podcast, which discusses love, sex, and relationships, which I actually think I'm pretty good at. So I might as well get to what it is that I'm good at and start by saying... Welcome to Breakdown on West Side, your number one breakdown podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. 
the man on the mic is a man who would hate to get KO'd by a pillow. Like, you can get KO'd by a punch and that one you can take it. But imagine, like, getting knocked out with someone's pillow. Like, the social ramifications of that shit are not something that you will take back very easily. He is a man who once believed that MILF was a combination of milk and beef. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. And it's a drill that I don't mind explaining to you guys a hundred times because it's a way that we can get to interact and become a part of the show. So that this actually feels like a team effort, you know, even though it is actually a team effort one way or another. You know, so it's a very simple way for you to send me the tweets that you would like me to discuss. And it's a very simple drill, you know, almost sounds like a song, especially with the way I'll repeat it. And if you do know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. And if you don't know the drill, then you can listen in and maybe even participate. But in the next episode of Tweet Street, maybe you can also join in. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take them from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook or on IG, because I know some of y'all like taking screenshots, like getting the screen grabs from those places, y'all don't have to send them on Twitter. You can send them to at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and at Breaktime on Westside on IG. The DMs are always open, and I would love to take some of them and handle them accordingly, you know, because... I feel as though a lot of the tweets that end up on IG or on Facebook as screenshots or as like snippets and screen grabs usually have either very, very unique questions that need to be discussed by a large majority of us or have some very big topics that people do not want to start addressing. But anyways, that said, we should move on to our tweets for this episode. But before I get to that, we need to talk about Rihanna for a little bit. And yes, I know she's pregnant and ASAP is the father. Like, I feel like that's been the biggest news on IG or even in the pop culture internet for the past couple of days. Like, we get it. Like, move on from that shit. And just for clarification, no, I was not going to do this entire section on that pregnancy. I feel like people have spoken about that shit until it's actually annoying to get onto the internet and look through IG or Twitter or even other places. Like, my issue isn't with that. My issue is actually with the lingerie collection that she released just in time for Valentine's Day for men. Like, let me just get this straight. There is a lingerie line for men. And I kid you the fuck not, I went and I looked at these pictures and I... I honestly don't know what to say. Like, I really want to talk shit. I really, really want to just take a dump on whoever the hell it is that decided that making lingerie for guys was a thing. Because, I don't know, like, I feel like this one was actually made for for the LGBT community. More so the Gs, you know, the gay people, maybe even the bi's. Because, like, I know that this doesn't necessarily work for us straight guys. Because when you look at straight guys, like, yes, there's those of us that love our women in lingerie. Like, I think there's a ton of guys, a huge majority of guys that love their women in lingerie. But with us guys, our lingerie to women is usually, like a very masculine look with some clothing on in a certain way so like say a slightly loose tie open shirt you know rolled back sleeves and shit can actually work as a guy form of lingerie to a lot of women or at least that's what i've been told so when i see a quote-unquote men's lingerie line and i'm looking at the pictures here and it's a bunch of guys or at least a bunch of male models in some red fishnets that are exposing some bits and you know leaving others closed 
I'm finding it a little bit odd to find that, you know, attractive to my fellow babe. Because if I was to wear this and then walk up to my shorty, would she look at me and get aroused? Or would she look at me and get intrigued and wonder what it is that I thought when I was going to wear this shit? Like, that's how I'm looking at it. Because I'm wondering how it is that this would appeal to a market of guys that want to look attractive to that woman. Like we don't usually subscribe to that shit or at least we straight guys don't subscribe to that shit so maybe it'll appeal to the gay guys you know maybe there's a bunch of gay guys that love their bottoms you know in lingerie like this that are looking for options on like lingerie for you know for their fellow gay partners or you know there's some gay dudes that are like you know what i'd love to wear something like this because it would make me look super sexy in front of my partner and maybe that's what's going to work for them but honestly the moment i saw this i looked at it obviously from a straight guy's outlook and i was like no just no there's no way that i would wear such a thing even though my shorty told me that she'd love to see me in that i would not wear it even to save my life but then again maybe i'm not the target market maybe she's seen quite a lucrative side working with the lgbt and this is her way of working with the lgbt to get money from the lgbt and if that's her outlook on it then clearly she's made smart business sense out of this because i do not think even 10 percent of the straight guy populace would ever consider wearing something like this like we'd rather literally just go naked but anyways we should probably move it on because this is tweet street so on to our very first tweet of this episode get into a new relationship as soon as they dump you there's no time to heal you are not sick all right so whenever i read shit like this i usually sit and i think to myself this is actually part of the reason why people find dating in nairobi so hard to do because this sounds like the words of someone who is just toxic like this is very toxic advice in my opinion because whenever you look at the idea of you know you're you're out of a relationship most times people are expected to kind of you know take some time off and kind of figure themselves out you know kind of get back to their own full selves before they decide to get into another commitment but like you're moving from one relationship to another you don't know if you're carrying baggage you don't know if you're carrying problems you don't know if you even assessed whatever issues that might have affected you personally that caused the end of the relationship you're just moving into that shit and that is a premise for a very toxic relationship or for very toxic behaviors that lead to a toxic relationship and weirdly enough i was actually talking to a friend a couple of days ago and there was this very funny statement that he made that i found to be particularly interesting he straight up said for you to date in this nairobi you have to be toxic and at first i looked at him and i was and i was busy just laughing at the entire thing but i thought about it for a second and i was like you know what he might actually have a point because when you look at statements like this when you look at the acknowledgement that some people are toxic in relationships and the fact that a lot of babes online will praise each other for toxic behavior a lot of guys will 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 acknowledge each other for toxic behavior like you can see how it actually starts to make a lot of sense like you actually start to see how it is people are okay with getting into toxic relationship after toxic relationship after toxic relationship because at the end of the day people don't want to assess themselves and actually figure out if they're toxic or not 
and even though they do it's like now you can take pride in being a toxic human being like it's a very weird but somehow considered acceptable way of doing things which just know like there's the whole dual mating theory thing that i've spoken about you know the mate switch hypothesis the whole oh you're dating one person but when it's on the rocks you start with someone else and and it's a thing that happens and it's happened for years and i can get it and such a tweet actually does emphasize it time and time again the only thing is whenever you're looking at such behaviors you find that the person who has the dual mates who has the two people that they're having a thing with is usually ending one relationship on an internal level you know they're learning to move on and get past them while they're still there and they are sort of trying to pick up with someone else as you know they're preparing to exit the relationship and it's something that happens a lot and i've said time and time again babes are actually most notorious for this but whenever you're finding such behavior it's very easy to actually see how people end up becoming toxic because you don't think you're the problem or you just acknowledge that that's the person that you don't want to be with and you want to move on to someone else you haven't asked yourself what it is that might have actually made that person unsuitable for you yet you considered them to be good enough to date earlier on you haven't asked yourself what it is that's causing the end of the relationship besides the fights that you people keep on having you're just like you know what i'm done with this person i'm moving on which is why i think a lot of us younger folk a lot of us people in the teens and in the 20s you know early to mid probably not the late as much will probably go and do such things and it'll make sense because at that point in time you know you're casually dating you're not really trying to date and go long term with someone because if you're trying to go long term with someone then it's almost like you want to try and stack as many of your cards with them as possible and it's not like you're trying to look for someone else while you're in the relationship and at least that one will sort of make sense but all in all i find this to be very toxic advice i don't think you should take it i think if you are going to end things with somebody even though you're going to do it and you know switch and be with someone else almost immediately at least acknowledge the things that wrecked you guys before you actually decide to start pulling the plug on something yet you might be carrying baggage from one relationship to another anyways that said on to our very next tweet men no sex before marriage is a lie it is a statement she will use to keep you waiting as she swings from one branch to the next sampling ceiling boards sex is not worth the wait if you are not having it with her she's having it with another one wow this is this is a very interesting one now can i really say that this is true it's a bit debatable because whenever i hear such a statement from a babe there's usually two types of babes that will kind of stick to this sort of lifestyle it's usually the ones that a never had sex before they're virgins and they're waiting until they get married of which yes they actually do still exist they're rare but you know they still exist and there's the other ones that were having sex before that realized that they were not getting the value that they'd want from sex and they decided to focus on the relationship and said that they will not do it up until they get their husband they get the man that they're with and probably the next time they intend on doing it is on that wedding night all right there's those two kinds of women now can i say that this entire statement that this person on twitter made applies to both of them not necessarily because the person who's a virgin 
and you know that's actually taking into account that she might actually be a virgin if she is saying such a thing then it's clearly a stance that she took from much earlier on and she's reinforced that stance you know moving on so maybe she's dated three four guys and maybe even some of those relationships ended simply because she said that she was not going to have sex with that guy now about it being worth the wait that one's very subjective i personally don't think that it's always worth the wait sometimes you will wait for it and then it ends up being shit you know but there's other times when it's absolutely amazing and the babe wants to do it like all the time from there on out because she loves it but that's besides the point the idea of no sex before marriage now if it's a virgin then it makes sense if you're down for that then you know stick with her now the problem with now the person that used to have sex before but chose to stop is the fact that if you were doing it before and you stopped it's going to make it hard for someone that would want to do it to understand why you choose to stop like and and this is more so with the guys because there's actually something that kevin samuels once said in a live stream some time back he was like you can't start banging this guy with a condom and only sticking to banging him with a condom yet when you're with your ex you used to do that shit raw it doesn't work that way because for us guys we expect to get the best so we were either getting the same or we're getting better so the more ideal situation is if you are banging your ex with a condom and then you decide to start dating me and you're doing it raw then you know all well and good but you can't now move to the next guy and then want to go back to using a condom and shit like that's not how it works for us guys so by the time you're moving to such a thing then for us guys we'll have a problem and it will be a lot harder for the babe that was doing it before but chose to stop as opposed to the one who's never done it before but all in all it still does come back down to the guy are you willing to wait are you willing to abstain for the sake of the possible relationship that you have with this woman if that's the case then stick around but if that's not the case then you can bounce but this whole thing of oh she might be banging someone else if she wants to take that stance with you and then you know go and bang other people while you're choosing to abstain honestly that shit might hurt you but abstinence is a choice you can choose to be there or you can choose to go and start fucking around either way it still comes back down to you so whatever decision you choose to make is entirely up to you but do not do not try and make her start banging simply because she used to do it before when she already made her stance very clear if you knew that that was what you were getting into and she had that stance beforehand then it's clearly you that made a bad decision in the spur of the moment and not with the long-term thought in mind but anyways that said on to our final tweet of this episode pampers are 1600 bob they last a week or less good night fellas if this isn't the wake-up call to improve your pull-out game and use protection more often then i don't know what is like i feel as though a lot of times when when babes decide to have a kid when babes decide to keep a kid they usually don't think through a lot of these costs because kids are expensive they are bloody expensive like yes you know you can look at the idea of having a bouncing baby girl or boy and how cute they'll be and if they have genes from this guy then 
the baby will look really good and you know especially if it mixed up with your jeans and you know the baby can have your forehead and his eyes and your lips and his smile blah 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 yes it can sound really really nice to a lot of babes but i do not think that they think of the financial and more so the long-term financial damage that these so-called oops baby kids will have because i have said this time and time again women choose their baby daddies and yes it might be an oops baby but a lot of times that babe usually has the option to abort or to keep the kid a lot of times that babe probably even had the option to tell the guy to strap up or to tell the guy to nut outside but did she take any of those options no she didn't i'm not saying that they're always guilty but a majority of the time they actually are like we need to start accepting that children even though they might seem accidental are actually planned and purposeful like when a babe decides to keep a kid i feel like most times it's a very very well planned thing like they will plan on raising the kid and being with the kid and you know like nurturing them into something absolutely special because they're special human beings blah 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 the only thing is i don't know if they consider the financial ramifications of that shit but maybe that's because they're not usually the ones that are expected to provide for the family it's mostly the guys it's the guys that will think about the fact that pampas are 1600 bob it's the guys that will think about the cost of baby clothing baby formula and shit like that like if you think that it's not that expensive to actually have a kid i shit you the fuck not if you're ever at a mall and you're doing any window shopping or even just have a couple of minutes to kill go to the baby shops or go to the supermarket and go to the sections for the baby formula and i kid you the hell not you will actually realize how expensive it is to have a kid like baby clothes are not cheap some of them cost the same as the clothes that i wear yet i'm a full-grown adult and they cost way more than what i've used up when i'm thrifting like baby formula is not cheap and that shit is consumed a lot milk pampers you know just baby diapers not even just pampers in general pampers might even be one of the more expensive ones but still those things get used up fast because a baby gets changed what two three four times a day like now think about it even though you have like 20 of them that's five days worth of usage hell maybe you can stretch it to probably about six or seven but still that's a lot of usage so ladies if you are pro-life you know that's entirely up to you but please consider contraceptives and consider the idea of having a kid who you have the kid but also when and if you're actually capable of having and raising that kid just please just think about the financial ramifications that can come with that shit because that shit will affect you on a psychological level if you're unable to actually keep up with it so please please before you decide to keep the kid before you decide to get the kid think about that and to the fellas because this is shit that plagues you on a daily you are expected to be the provider of a family you are expected to provide for the kid if and when it actually appears and the unfortunate part of it is you have zero option the moment you nut like that babe can choose to keep the kid that babe can choose to not keep the kid but at the end of it it will still be 100% her choice and it's unfortunate because you're the one that's going to be expected to provide personally i feel like it should be a shared decision because if she's going to have all the decision making capability to whether she should have the kid or not then let her also have all the decision making capability to take care of that kid like you know let that shit be shared you know at least to a certain percentage with the guys but all in all 
as we're waiting for such a world when such a thing can actually exist, please be careful who you go raw with, be careful who you choose to nut in, but more so than that, remember that Drake is a pioneer for a very, very interesting method for ensuring that your kids go to the people that deserve your kids. If they try getting some of them, they will realize that you might be hot, but you've probably also got hot sauce. Anyways, that's been it from me, Sir Denver B. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. If you do have any thoughts, comments, or feedback, on Twitter, it is at BagakaTheD. On Facebook, it is at BreakTime on Westside. And on IG, it is at BreakTime on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break.